Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Key Reese. Now, before I forget, because I've wanted to say this every day this week, I am thoroughly enjoying Scenes from a Marriage, oh, your recommendation from a couple of weeks ago. I am so hooked on it. I just love it. I love how before the episode starts, they're kind of like walking around on set so you can kind of see them just before they start to assume their positions and go for it. It's really interesting. And then the story, like nothing much happens in each episode. Like it's so detailed about one encounter. I just really love it. I'm so glad I didn't scare you off with that because I know I made it sound really sad. And I was thinking about you last night in a TV sense because I knew the new Vanderpump something something came out. Yes, Vanderpump I'm not across that, but I was like, this is a special day for Key and her people. And so I just wanted to give a moment to acknowledge it. The Bravo people love you. Well, on the show today, Kylie Jenner has released her highly anticipated new swimwear line. The initial reviews are not great. There's some serious issues with these products, but there's a whole other backstory that we need to dive into about how this happened. And look, maybe it's more at play here than just Kylie releasing faulty stuff. There's a bit of intrigue. We're going to get into that. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. Breaking news in downtown L.A., where a judge has just suspended Britney Spears' father as her conservator. A judge ruled today that Britney's father, Jamie Spears, is suspended as conservator, effective immediately. Britney Spears' father will step down from her conservatorship. Well, it has been a big win for Britney Spears today with her father, Jamie, finally suspended as conservator. Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Brenda Perry ruled that it was in Britney's best interest to remove Jamie from the conservatorship that's controlled her personal life and $60 million US dollar estate for the last 13 years, saying, quote, the situation is untenable. It reflects a toxic environment which requires a suspension of Jamie Spears. Thank God. So the judge also approved the temporary appointment of of certified public accountant John Zabel as temporary conservator. He was actually suggested by Britney's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, so that's a big win as well. Judge Penny also instructed Jamie to turn over the financial books and any other documents related to the estate so that the new temporary conservator could get going on the affairs. Laura, what are your initial thoughts from this announcement this morning? Yeah, obviously she's not completely out of the woods yet because they have to entangle that whole conservatorship. But I think this is such a big win because if he was the driving force behind it and he had the most interest in it and now he's been removed, it can't be that long until the rest of this kind of conservatorship starts to crumble. So I think this is actually the first piece of really good news we've had since this whole Britney thing blew up. Various journalists from different outlets had been approved to attend the hearing in advance and the Hollywood Reporter writes that inside the courtroom, like the tension was palpable. When things got underway, it got really heated between Britney's attorney and Jamie's lawyer, Vivian Thoreen. And 
Interestingly, Matthew Rosengart, I mean, they've been filing petitions back and forth these last couple of weeks in the lead up to this hearing, but he also alleged Jamie was trying to end things now to suppress evidence of his corruption. So a lot of people are talking about when this conservatorship is finally over, whether Matthew Rosengart will go as hard as he has on ending the conservatorship, going after Jamie Spears and potentially getting some formal charges laid against him for corruption. So the last piece of good news, which is good news, but We're not there yet. A termination hearing was set by the judge for November 12th, so just over a month away. It's in that hearing that she'll rule on the formal termination of the conservatorship in its entirety. So that will be a very interesting and nervous day for all of the Britney fans around the world. Well, back in May, Channel 10 announced that fan favourite Noongar Yamaji woman Brooke Blurton would be our next Bachelorette, an Indigenous queer woman as the lead of one of Australia's big reality TV shows. To say, Laura, you and I and the rest of Australia were excited was a big understatement. And today we finally got our first official look at Brooke as the new Bachelorette with a minute-long trailer release. Let's have a listen. Birds flying high. This is the land of my people. You know how I feel. Yamaji country in Western Australia. Sun in the sky. Growing up here has made me feel very connected to the ocean. You know how I feel. It has shaped who I am. I would love to share my life with someone special. You know how I feel. For me, true love is all about making a soul connection, no matter who they are. I have so much love to give. And I'm so ready to find that special someone to give it to. So the clip was captioned, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, and Brooke's ready to find her special someone. Yes! Now, the audio is so powerful, but the visuals on this, Kate Middleton in that Jenny Packham dress is shaking right now because she looked amazing. So as Brooke mentions in the voiceover, she's standing on Yamaji land in Western Australia where the dirt meets the red ocean. Like, your eyes are just like feasting on this gorgeous scene. She's dressed in a signature bachelorette red flowy dress with her hair in a chic pony, basically looking like a million dollars. And she moves from the ocean to the desert where she finally walks a red carpet to a waiting limo to drive off into Batch World. Laura, I'm dying to know what you thought of this trailer. Like everyone else, I was blown away by how beautiful it looked and how emotional it was, especially because as we know, I'm not really a bachelor or bachelorette person, but I felt quite swept up in this. And also I think what's really interesting is that for the very first time, the bachelorette feels like the main show because Mm. traditionally all the press and a lot of the money and the excitement is all for The Bachelor. It's always run longer. It's got bigger headlines and higher ratings. So that's always felt like the main show. And then The Bachelorette comes and people watch it and they're invested in it, but never to the same extent. But for this first time, it feels like Jimmy's season is kind of out of the way. That wasn't the hype. The hype is for this. Like this is the main show. And it's such a huge switch from the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm so excited. We're, of course, going to see both men and women competing for Brooke's heart. And I cannot wait. There's no word on a launch date yet. Channels 10 should be announcing in the next couple of days, we think, but we will absolutely keep you posted. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au 
and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Well, recently, Kylie Jenner launched the next phase of her empire. So alongside the juggernaut that is Kylie Cosmetics and her Kylie skin line, the world's alleged youngest billionaire, because obviously, you know, there has been some questions around that, has now released Kylie Swim. So at first, there was a bit of confusion as to why Kylie, who we all know is quite a savvy businesswoman and marketing genius, why she would release a swimwear line at the end of the American summer. But it turned out it didn't matter because her influence is so intense that the swimwear line is already going gangbusters. But now that people have started to receive their Kylie Swim packages, there's been a swarm of negative reviews and they've popped up on sites like TikTok showing all the flaws in the new line kind of in real time so you can see it up close. My Kylie Swim just got delivered, so let's go try it on. Okay, I would show you these on, but I literally can't because they are just not it. Don't get me wrong, the sizing is perfect, and I was fully aware when I bought them that there was no padding in them, but I wasn't expecting the material to be so thin that it just shows everything. I might keep this only because adjustable bottoms is literally game changer, but the material is just like paper thin, like, I don't know. I get better swimsuits at Target. And this sarong is, first of all, just one big, long piece of fabric, and it is so heavy. And when you go to tie it, it's just like, there's just so much of it that like, it's just not, yeah, it's, no. I bought Kylie Swim, and I'm gonna give you guys an honest AF review. This is actually really cute. What you don't see in the video is how sheer the top is. Like honey, if you're in public, you might need some nip-nip covers. This is actually super cute. Other than it being see-through, I think the design is popping. Kylie has some good ideas. I think she's high-key a marketing genius. But let me tell you what's not genius. She only goes up to an extra large or a size 14. Kylie, has Kim taught you nothing? Your sister is out here putting on for people who are a size 26 and you stop at a size 14. Make it make sense, sis. It didn't surprise me because the one big giveaway of how you know a product is shit is if none of the sisters pose in it. Yes, I hadn't even picked that up. Yeah, all of their stories had the Kylie Swim truck coming to their houses delivering the swim and you know if one of those girls like if Good American's launching something if Skims is launching something the push stuff like they're all in it not one of them posted anything actually wearing the bikinis or the swimsuits I should say and that for me was a bit of a dead giveaway yeah, and I think why people are so surprised is that this isn't just like a random influencer dropping a line they put their name on or like, you know, a mid-tier celebrity just releasing a quick line. Like this is her business and it's a huge business and she's had so much time to perfect it and she must know that all eyes are on her company and her product. So if she gets it wrong, there's going to be a big backlash. So it's just hard to know exactly how this happened, but you can't argue with those videos. I mean, if you guys could see them holding up to the camera or how they move in them, most of them can't even move in them because they're falling off, they're falling apart, bits are falling out, skin's on show. Like, there's no way you can leave your bedroom in those, let alone wear them for a quick dip in the pool. Is that why she released them in winter? Because she's like, oh, you can't wear these outside anyway, so I'll release them in winter and you can take pics. I almost think that is what happened. Like, I almost think something may have gone down with the production or something and they pushed it out, pushed it out, pushed it out, but perhaps they had some kind of contract in play that they actually had to go live with it. So they've gone live with a ship product because – it's very clear that the quality is poor. Like you look at these videos and 
one of the girls was like, I won't be wearing them in the pool, but I'll just use them for selfies. I'm like, that's a pretty expensive investment just to take a few pics. And like, you're not going to be taking that many. But the sarong was the thing that got me. The sarong was so (laughs) bad. And I was just... I was pissing myself laughing and the chick is just like, this is just not it. Like, you can't even get a sarong, right? I know, it's a pretty standard piece of material. Like, you could cut up a bed sheet and have a workable sarong. Kylie Jenner, what are you doing? But the thing is, so it's been out for like over a week or so now that people have been receiving their packages. And even though there's all these bad reviews that are just like honest reviews saying, hey, Kylie, I put on your stuff and my tits are out. What the hell? There's so many people still buying the product. Is it her influence is just so, like, she's got such a stronghold on that audience that it doesn't matter what she sells, they'll buy it. I mean, absolutely. Like, I think about, like, the merch that I got when I was younger, like Spice Girls dolls. They were not Barbies. You know what I mean? (laughs) But, like, I wanted them and I was obsessed with them and I had really nice, normal Barbies that back in the day were made so well. But when I compare them, I'm like, what the hell? And they would have probably been, like, $20 or $30 more. But I think that's just the appeal. Like, I'm trying to think as if I was, like, a Kylie Stan fan. And, of course, that's just, like, where you want to spend your money. And also, I don't know if you know like how old is she now 25 no she's 24 I'm not talking about her tween fans like her fans are 24 year olds that have grown up with her I don't know why they're buying it it's so baffling like she just has that star power I think it's because she has just made this really enviable life on Instagram stories like she has been so smart at cultivating her audience on there and selling her products like that even though she actually doesn't show a huge much of her personal life she never really like talks to the camera all those traditional influencer tricks that people use to kind of really build up their Instagram platforms she hasn't done I think it's just she's kind of gone a different way about it by showing little snippets of her life or being so good at showing her makeup and her lip kits that people bought them because the same thing happened with the lip kits when they came out the website crashed in the first hour everyone was trying to buy them when they first came came out because especially at the time because she hadn't admitted to having plastic surgery to enhance her lips so everyone thought all of a sudden because her lips look so big and pillowy and beautiful that they just had to buy these lip kits and they too would look like that and obviously later on that came out to be a lie but that's why the site crashed but those first lot of lip kits people reported like the products were faulty the packaging was all off like things were broken it was just really kind of low quality and I think the lip kits are much better now like a lot of people have given them really good reviews but normally you wouldn't get like a third or fourth chance like she did like normally if a brand released such a faulty product people wouldn't go back but because she has this influencer power on her Instagram people were like oh well I wasted my money on the first couple of lots but I'm sure the fifth round of Kylie Cosmetics will be good. Yeah, it's really strange, isn't it? I just have almost a theory that, like, she just doesn't care. Like, she's made her money, but her mum is still out there getting these contracts for her. And you can kind of tell she just has never been that invested in what she's selling, like, say, Kim and Chloe have been in their kind of endeavors where they've really immersed themselves in it and kind of made sure that the product was really ready for consumer asking for feedback like and I think she partnered with one of the leading kind of influencer manufacturers who basically can get products from like A to B in a turnaround time of like something like two weeks so I don't think quality has ever been that high on her agenda which is weird because I think for longevity you'd want to take the approach that Kim and Chloe had over that but it doesn't matter because she She's untouchable. I almost want to believe she did it herself because you want to believe that a young woman can do that and not just discount it because of her age and gender. But I'm like, in this case, 
did Kris Jenner and her team just do it all? Because if you watch the footage from Keeping Up the Kardashians, it often shows Kylie kind of walking through the office with her mum and her being like, yeah, I really like that. That sounds great. Chris will be the one who's like, we'll do this, do that. The site can't crash. These products need to be out, that sort of stuff. So and we're only seeing a snippet of that. Is it worse behind the scenes? Like who would know? But if you look back at the actual history of the Kylie brand, there's some pretty like questionable stuff Ooh. there. So like back when like the kits were first kind of coming out, all of these Kylie Cosmetics customers filed complaints with the Better Business Bureau saying that they smelled like chemicals and glue when they opened the Royal Peach eyeshadow palette and they were causing headaches. So people were like, hey, Kylie Jenner, I put Jesus. your eyeshadow on and now I have a burning pain in my head that won't go away. And there were all these court documents that came out about it because TMZ, of course, got into the court documents and made them public. This isn't so bad. I feel like this could happen to anyone, but it just makes me laugh. But then a few months later, Kylie Cosmetics customers reported that when their boxes arrived, they were full of ants. Okay, that is a big deal. You're downplaying it. That's disgusting. There's like insects in your makeup. Like, if you have a product, it has to adhere to certain standards. We can't be giving her a pass to be like, well, Kylie just doesn't have time to go and see if there's ants in her eyeshadow palette. It's like, yes, she can pay someone to do that. And then on a much less funny note, in April 2016, it came out that her kind of factories were almost working like a sweatshop. So they had all these complaints from working like really long hours, really unclean and unsafe work environments. I'm pretty sure she did step in and they've kind of, well, I mean, I don't know for sure, but they've said that they've fixed that up. But there's been quite a long history there of all these issues with the products and the way the brand runs. But yet still, you know, Forbes has got her on their cover as the world's youngest billionaire. So it doesn't really seem to matter. It doesn't, which is really frustrating because it's not really fair. Like all those other people out there who are really like driven by quality first. And she's just like, yeah, let's release it. Who cares if it's really thin? I kind of did want to say, because it sounds like we have piled on Kylie, but I'm pretty sure she can take it. Do you think that there's all these headlines around it and podcasts like us talk about them when there's negative feedback. Do you think because she is a young woman who is living off her family's wealth that we hold her to such a higher standard than other places? Yes and no. Like I think to some degree for sure. But on the other hand, I just think it's the culture that we live in now. It's like pre the internet, you know, if a celebrity launched a product and there was an issue with it, like it'd take people a month to find out that there was an issue that might be covered in like a glossy magazine or a week for it to be covered in, I don't know, a newspaper. But now with the internet, you find that information instantly from so many sources with video, close-ups of the product. Like I think it's just a different time that we live in. Obviously, on some degree, for sure, that comes into it. But I just think, yeah, it's just the way that we review things these days. It's kind of brutal. Yeah, exactly. It kind of just made me think of the conversation we had when Kendall Jenner's 818 Tequila came out and there were all these accusations about the working conditions in her factory and her kind of misusing the culture, which was all true. But at the same time, everyone's like, well, George Clooney has been doing this for years and no one says shit about George Clooney. So I think there are some people who just make better headlines. End of the day, there's just a bit of shadiness going around everywhere. And I'm just hoping that everyone who's ordering Kylie's Slim just check those boxes, make sure there's no ants inside. Because that would be unfortunate. If you put on a bikini, your boobs fell out and then you got bit by an ant. That's all I'm going to say. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. And while you're listening, please make sure you're following us. Please leave us a review. We do read all of them and we want to know what you love about the show. This episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick, and Madeline Joanno with audio production by Leah Porges. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. 
Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. 